This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Elise. Join us every Friday night as we dive into the latest news and headlines surrounding your Dallas Mavericks. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report. I'm your host, Larry Elise. On today's episode, we dive into the latest headlines from around the Dallas Mavericks. But first, we got to thank our sponsor, GameTime, for sponsoring this episode. Are you a diehard sports fan looking for the ultimate game day experience? Look no further than Game Time. With Game Time, you can quickly and easily find tickets to the hottest sporting events in your area. From basketball and football to baseball and hockey, they have tickets to all the major games. Plus, with their competitive pricing and easy-to-use platform, you can find the perfect seat at the perfect price. So don't wait any longer. Visit Game Time today and make your next game day unforgettable. And now for our first topic. A former Maverick likes Dylan Brooks's potential fit in Dallas next to Luka. The Dallas Mavericks must improve their roster and Dylan Brooks just became available. The 6'7 wing has been one of the most talked about players in the NBA. After trash-talking LeBron James in the Grizzlies' first-round playoff series against the Lakers and calling him old. Following the series, Sham Sharon reported that the Grizzlies won't be bringing Brooks back under any circumstances. He wants $25 million per season in a larger offensive role. Memphis couldn't give him either and decided to move on. Word is spreading around the NBA world about where Brooks would fit and who should sign the unrestricted free agent. Former Mavericks Chandler Parsons thinks Brooks would be good in Dallas, saying, quote, I like him in Dallas with Kyrie Irving and Luka. They're a team that needs toughness. Parsons played two seasons for the Mavericks when he averaged 14.8 points and 4.8 rebounds per game. The nine-year-old NBA veteran is right that Dallas needs toughness and Brooks would bring that, but is he worth the extra baggage? He was a distraction for his team during the playoffs and his production regressed this season. Parsons later said that Brooks will learn from his mistakes during the playoffs with the media. Brooks gave the Lakers bulletin board material through his comments about James and his overall persona on and off the court. Brooks said, quote, I poke bears regarding him and James's exchanging words, but he also poked the wrong bear. He poked the Grizzlies. Grizzlies GM Zach Kleeman said after the first round exit, uh, quote, we're going to take a different approach as it pertains to trash talk next season. Most of this trash talk was revolving around Brooks, and it was one of the many reasons that they are not bringing him back. Dallas is a team to keep your eye on as free agency approaches. Brooks' name has been flying around the team for the past few days, and could be a player that Dallas pursues at free agency. 
Despite Parsons' thoughts on Brooks fitting in Dallas, the Mavericks disagree. Kevin Gray of 105.3 The Fan reported that a source among the Mavericks organization questions his character and IQ and thinks that he has poor shot selection. Even though Dallas, quote, likes his defense, that might not be enough for Brooks to convince them to give him a hefty contract. So stay tuned to see if the Dallas Mavericks decide to sign Brooks in the summer or if they'll look elsewhere for defensive help. But in that regard, we're going to take a look at the pros and cons of Dallas uh, Mavericks signing Dylan Brooks. Like we said, the Dallas Mavericks have to improve their roster this offseason. And Brooks is making headlines now that Memphis Grizzlies have decided not to re-sign him under, quote, any circumstances. So starting off at pro, number one, Dylan Brooks' value is at an all-time low. Brooks is entering free agency with a little leverage and contract negotiations. He's been much of a distraction than a player as of late, and his contract and free agency will likely look much different than how he desires. And this is one reason why the Mavericks should consider bringing him in. The Mavericks could bring him in on a team-friendly deal as Brooks has considerably decreased his value through his actions over the last few weeks. This is a negative for Brooks in his negotiation, but a plus for Dallas if they choose to pursue him. They can use this as a reason to not pay Brooks as much and make it clear that he must tone it down off the court before the Mavs are willing to offer him a larger contract. If the Mavericks re-sign Kyrie Irving, they will have zero cap space. A player like Brooks could come in and provide decent production and be a player with a good value contract on this team. It was reported that Brooks is looking for around $25 million per season, but he likely won't get that. Can the Mavs land him at the middle-level exception? Now con number one, probably the biggest con of all, Dylan Brooks is a distraction. Dylan Brooks' biggest knock is the fact that he's a distraction. People know him for his trash talking and his ability as a basketball player. And that's a problem. Having Brooks in the Mavericks locker room would not be the best idea because he brings some negative baggage along with him. He led the NBA this past season with 18 technical fouls, which resulted in two suspensions. Dallas already has a technical foul-prone player, Luka, and bringing another one in wouldn't be the best idea for Dallas. Brooks also wants a significant distraction for the team in the playoffs. As mentioned before, he made outlandish comments about LeBron to reporters and then proceeded to lose three of their next four games. He followed up those comments by refusing to speak with the media three times during the series. The 6-7 wing did a whole lot of talking without backing it up. His trash talking was so bad that the Memphis general manager said they're going to take a different approach as it pertains to trash talk. The quote was indirect, but it seems to be directed at Brooks. Dallas doesn't need a player that is a distraction from the team's number one focus, winning. Pro number two, Dylan Brooks brings defensive versatility. Dylan Brooks' identity is playing tough, aggressive defense. He's been known for this for the past few seasons, and the spotlight on Brooks has only increased over the last few months as he takes on the task of guarding opponents' best players. 
The Mavericks' biggest struggle last season was defense, and Brooks could lead the charge in them changing their defensive identity. He can guard one through three and brings unmatched intensity every time he takes the floor, regardless of who his team is playing or what the score is. Dallas also happens to need a player with Brooks's type of intensity. Dorian Finney-Smith was that player, minus the nonsense. Finney-Smith would guard the other team's best player and do everything possible to shut him down, while also being a three-point shooting threat. Dodo was traded to the Brooklyn Nets in the Kyrie Irving deal, and Brooks could pick up that role, but he cannot guard power forwards like Finney-Smith did. Brooks can be effectively switched in the pick-and-roll, and his energy could be a contagious and a good way to be mentally locked in. The big question, though, is if this energy would be positive in Dallas. Brooks could be a vocal leader defensively and defend the elite guards that the Mavericks face, but the second he starts letting his trash talk go too far is what the Mavericks should be weary of. He sometimes lets the matchup in front of him go further than just playing tough defense. He's been ejected six times in his career and has gotten into multiple scuffles. Dallas will be the judge on if his defense ability is worth the headache of his technicals, ejection, and occasional dirty plays. Con number two, Dylan Brooks's game regressed last season. Dylan Brooks posted career high in points and assists per game last season and was playing some of his best basketball. He was shooting 16.4 shots per game and was a valuable piece in the Grizzlies' offense. This season, most of his stats were down. His points, steals, blocks, and assists per game all dropped along with his field goal and free throw percentages. This could all be due to his role being less in the Memphis offense as his shots per game was down. But his three-point percentage and shot attempts per game were up. He did show minor improvement as a shooter, but it's unusual that his field goal percentage went down as his volume went down. It's typically the other way around. Dallas should not want any part in Brooks if they believe his game is going to take another step back. They need players that will help them win a championship right now, not a player that has taken a step back production-wise. Brooks wants a large offensive role next season, and this could help his numbers go up, but Dallas may not be looking to give it to him. The Mavericks already have a dominant ball handler in Luka, and their biggest priority this summer is re-signing another dominant ball handler in Kyrie Irving. Brooks probably won't have a shot at the role he wants in Dallas, and the Mavericks should be concerned of a decline of his game from this season. So our verdict, Dallas Mavericks shouldn't sign Dylan Brooks. Although his ability as an on-ball defender is tempting, and that's what Dallas needs, they shouldn't sign him. He's known more for his antics than he is for his defensive ability. Dallas doesn't need a player coming in that isn't fully locked in on winning and brings a negative light to this team. He likely won't be the best fit for the organization, and Dallas should look elsewhere for a role player to pair next to Luka. Brooks would have the chance to be an excellent on-court fit if he buys into being a 3 and D wing for Dallas, but that likely won't happen. He wants a larger offensive role, and that's not something Dallas will want to give Brooks. He'd like to have... He'd, he'd likely have to go to a rebuilding team to get more shots, while also signing the bigger contract. Stay tuned to see where Brooks is going to sign and if Dallas is going to be in the mix of this, of his pursuers. Brooks could be the missing piece of the Mavericks' defense, or he could be a guy that completely messes up the culture of the team. You won't want to miss anything this free agency, as this offseason is crucial for the Mavericks as they try to make the right moves to return to the playoffs.
Before we move on, give us a thumbs up if you like our videos, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos, and as always, uh, subscribe to us on Good Pods. And if you want to support the channel, go ahead on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Report. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring new hosts, and hopefully take this show on the road. And now for our next topic. We're going to discuss why the Mavericks need to bring J.J. Barea onto their coaching staff. The Mavericks are coming off a disappointing season when they failed to qualify for the playoff just one year after reaching the conference finals. Luka put up MVP caliber numbers, but the supporting cast around him was not good enough. Dallas is now clinging their top 10 draft pick and facing arguably the biggest offseason in franchise history. The changes have already begun. Former Utah Jazz general manager Dennis Lindsay has joined the front office. Assistant coach Greg St. G will not return. And Mavericks are eyeing a veteran replacement. That's all before Dallas gets a, chain, a chance to improve their roster. Mavericks legend J.J. Barea let everybody know that he wants to join the coaching rankings and his former team should find a role for him on the bench next season. But the question is, why? Brea will forever be known as a Maverick after helping Dallas win the championship. The series swung after the 5'11 point guard was inserted into the starting lineup, and the Mavs may not have won the title without J.J. J.J. last played in the NBA in 2020, came to training camp with the Mavericks only to be waived, so Dallas could go younger. He played a bit overseas before officially retiring in 2022, and now is eager to find a full-time coaching job. The 38-year-old had a development role with the Mavericks in 2021, and the franchise should expand his duties. Beyond his legendary status, he has a close relationship with Mavericks superstar Luka. The duo played together during Luka's first two seasons in Dallas, and was often a bridge between coach Rick Carlisle and number 77. The Mavs need to do everything they can to keep Luka happy, and adding his friend and former teammate to the coaching staff could help. Beyond that, having another former player on the bench that played at a high level could not hurt. J.J. backed up Jason Kidd for four years in Dallas. The two know each other well, and they could leave the Mavericks rebound next season. He made it clear that he wants to coach for the Mavericks, but he is open to other opportunities if his former team does not reciprocate the interest. So the question is, will he land a coaching gig for next season? Is he back in Dallas? Gotta stay tuned to find out. And then we're going to talk about three mistakes that the Dallas Mavericks must avoid making this season. Just one year after making the Western Conference Finals, the Mavericks failed to qualify for the play-in tournament. It was a complete failure of the season, and now they need to focus on improvement. On the plus side, they still have Luka, but unfortunately the team around him needs some serious work if they hope to win a championship under his watch. Dallas attempted to make a splash at this year's trade deadline, adding Kyrie Irving, but the move blew up in their face. Injuries got in the way, but the constant drama that surrounds Irving lingered. Now heading into the summer, the Mavericks will have some tough choices to make about their future and how they want to build around Luka, and they need to make sure he's on the same page. While it won't occupy its own spot on, the, on this list, the number one priority for the Mavericks is and will always be to please Luka. If he's happy, then the team has a chance, and that's what matters. 
every decision needs to go through Luca. It's been rumored in the past that he doesn't care to get involved in personnel matters, but that appears to be changed. Past that, it's all about finding players that complement Luca's on-court style play. With Luca at the helm, the Mavericks are a star basketball team. In turn, they need to find players that can shoot, defend, or provide some other sort of niche that would highlight Luca's game. With that in mind, we're going to dive into three of the biggest mistakes the Mavericks need to avoid this summer. Number three, Dallas Mavericks must avoid keep avoid keep their top 10 draft pick. Heading into the lottery, the Dallas Mavericks are slotted in as the 10th overall selection. Post-lottery, they could jump into the top four, but it's most likely that they select 10th. If the selection falls outside the top 10, the Mavs owe it to the Knicks from the KP trade in 2019. If they keep that pick and make the selection, it will be a huge mistake. There are plenty of solid players the Mavericks could pick up with that selection. G.G. Jackson out of South Carolina could be available, as could players such as Villanova's Cam Whitmore and Houston's Trace Walker. But holding on to that selection would mean that Dallas would be committing to another development project, drafting a player that may or may not be NBA ready. With Luke at the helm and ready to lead a team to a championship, the Mavericks need a player that can help them win right now, not in five years. As fun and exciting as it may be to draft a player and watch him grow, that's just not what the Mavericks should be aiming for right now. Luka is ready to win, and Dallas should trade this selection for a player who can help him do that. But if the Mavericks jump up into the top four of the lottery, they should should throw everything out the window and make the pick. Number two, Dallas Mavericks must avoid re-signing Kyrie Irving. Yeah, this might be the one that gets the most heat, but it's also the biggest decision decision the Mavericks have to make. First glance, keeping Irving around should be a no-brainer. He's a superstar-level player and another ball handler who could help take some of the pressure off of Luka, similar to what Jalen Brunson did. But the key difference is everything Irving brings to the table away from the game and the fact that he's just not as good at playing off the ball as Brunson. Away from the court, constant drama has followed, whether it's been his fault or not. Teams with Irving actively participating in the playoffs have now made it past the second round since he was teamed up with LeBron James, whether it be because of injury or otherwise. And on the court, Irving is much more of a ball-dominant player than Brunson was. Brunson has thrived as a ball-dominant guy with the New York Knicks, but he was always okay with playing away from the ball. While Irving has been able to play that role as he did with James, he's always been infinitely better with the ball in his hands, and when he and Lucas shared the court, it often came down to you-go-I-go basketball. Dallas would be better off exploring sign-and-trade options or simply using the cap space to find another star-level player that fits Luca even better on and off the court. Number one, the Mavericks must trade for Pascal Sikkim. The Toronto's Raptors look like they hit, are headed for a rebuild. Nick Nurse is out as head coach. The team missed the playoffs this season, and rumblings of their demise rang loudly throughout the entire season. If that comes true, then the Dallas Mavericks need to trade for Pascal. Adding him to the roster without, with or without Kyrie in the mix would give the Mavericks a massive boost, as he would be able to slide into a variety of roles for them. If they find themselves an adequate center who can space the floor, he could be a great power forward for them, 
His defensive versatility and ball handling skills would make him unlike anybody Luca has ever played with at that position. If they don't find a center upgrade, Kidd could test out small ball lineups with him at the five. He played that position in Toronto, and it would allow the Mavericks to get out and run a lot more than they do now. Regardless, his skill set on both ends of the court would fit seamlessly next to Luca. He's the perfect mix of not needing the ball yet able to handle it. He can defend wings, forwards, and big men if needed, and is talented enough to go get himself a bucket when he needs to. The extra scoring would take pressure off of Luca while also not taking away from what he does best. If the Raptors field offers, Dallas needs to force themselves to the front. And that is all we have for this episode of the Mavs Court Report. I'm your host, Larry Lease, and as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Lease. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and be sure to subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts from. Until next Friday, go Mavs!